Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Worcester Culture Watch, a podcast connecting you with the local culture scene in Worcester. Arts, entertainment, music, and more. Worcester Culture Watch, from the Worcester Telegram and Gazette. Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to Worcester Culture Watch on Telegram.com and now broadcasting at 1.30 p.m. Mondays on Unity Radio. One, one, <laughs> sorry, new copy. Unity Radio 102.9 FM in Worcester. I'm Craig S. Seaman, and here uh, with me today is the distinguished, uh, my distinguished colleague, expert in arts and entertainment and movies, and uh, Richard Duncan, and today we're going to be talking about Tuesday's Oscar nominations. Hi, Richard. Hi, Craig. So, um, let's jump into this. Yeah, well, it's interesting. The last time um, you and I talked about Oscars was when we um, discussed the proposed popular film category, which um, we both slammed, and, uh, <laughs> and we succeeded. Uh, they, dropped, they dropped the category. However, it's interesting to note that the nominee, nominees for Best Picture, uh, among them, are several very popular films. So here's the rundown, anyway. Uh, Black Panther, Black, Black Klansman, Bohemian, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favourite, Green Book, Roma, A Star is Born, and Vice. And Black Panther is, was the most popular film of uh, 2018, with 700 million gross. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody and A Star is Born, they both uh, were, were, were well-attended films with good good box office. Um, a lot of people liked Green Book, um, and even a film like um, The Favourite has seen its box office uptick since it's been uh, nominated for Best Picture and other movies. It's an interesting list. But um, I'm still mulling it because it appears to me, looking at uh, the tea leaves and <laughs> the uh, and the recent awards ceremonies, which are often quite a reliable indicator, that the least uh, um, popular movie in terms of um, box office. I'm not to, I'm not talking about artistic merit, but um, Roma. Uh, is clearly emerging as the favorite to win. A movie that, v at least I, I haven't seen yet, I don't think it's played in the area. No, no, it's a Netflix film. And, oh, shit. Uh, and, it has, and Netflix has been putting it out on limited uh, box office. Uh, I think West, you'd have to go to West Newton to see it. Um, and so it could join the category of uh, best pictures that, that hardly anybody has seen. I'm thinking of The Shape of Water last year, which, I mean, how many people saw that? Um, the Hurt Locker, The Artist, Birdman, Moonlight. Um, yes. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a little perplexing in that regard. Yeah, and, and, and I have a, a few thoughts. Uh, 
and I agree with everything you say, Richard, as usually I usually do, but sometimes we butt heads, but always in a polite uh, fashion. Black Panther, first off, uh, Wakanda Forever, the first superhero <laughs> film to ever earn Best Picture nomination. Doesn't have a chance in hell. <laughs> Even if Thanos snapped his fingers and eliminated half the nominees, T'Challa will not be crowned king. It was a good movie. Uh, good enough, I guess. Uh, I think it's definitely working with that popular vote that they wanted to uh, try to get people uh, back into the Academy Awards, but it doesn't have a chance. And the fact that it was nominated and none of the actors were nominated or the director is kind of tell me. This. It was a very entertaining film, though, and um, I'll, give it, I'll give it its due there. And um, you might wonder about the director not getting nominated. Right. And Black Klansman, uh, I don't know if we're supposed to say all the KKK part, but everybody's worried this movie, and an African-American detective sets out to infiltrate and expose the local chapter of the Ku Klux Klan. And it's a true story. Great concept, and Spike Lee is back to form. But to me, this is more indie than mainstream, and I don't think it will win. I know it's early to be saying this. Then we have, uh, and I, I honestly haven't seen the movie yet, uh, so... I might be speaking on both sides of my <laughs> mouth on that one. Bohemian Rhapsody, the biopic about someone from your area, British uh, rock band Queen, that follows Freddie Mercury's life from him, uh, him joining the band in 1970 to their Live Aid performance at Wembley in 85. The Live Aid, have you seen the movie, Richard? Yeah. yeah. The Live Aid recre uh, recreation is breathtaking. Yeah. And for that alone, it should be nominated, I think. We, we'll get more into uh, the acting category in a little while. However, despite being entertaining as hell, the movie sugarcoats and inaccurately portrays some rock and roll history. I don't think it will win, even though it was a surprise Golden Globe Best Picture win for that musical category. And, uh, and, and uh, Vice which is a biopic on Dick Cheney, and we'll talk more about that when we get into the acting category. Solid chance for best actor, no chance for best picture, I don't think. Uh, you agree with that, Richard? Yeah, not a chance for a best picture. I would say that um, if you were looking at possible uh, contenders, legitimate contenders for Roma, um, I might consider Bohemian Rhapsody because it really? surprised a lot of people. It was the reviews were generally along the lines of um, what you, how you critiqued the film. Right. Um, but um, it, it, it did very well at the Golden Globes and has won some other awards, and so it could be. Um, could be uh, a promising uh, underdog. Um, I think A Star is Born is, is, is on the other hand, uh, began very well out there, but it seems like it's being eclipsed and right. might not end up with uh, any major awards. Well, it definitely has one shoe in, I think, and that's for Best Song. Best Song, yeah, yeah. Which, is, mean, a, which is one of those fluffy down, categories anyways. It's, it's down the list a little bit, and it's not, not on our list today. Um, a lot of people like Green Book. Um, that could also surprise, but there is some, some political correctness afoot about it. Oh, so, yeah. And I, I don't really think... 
a film direct, directed by somebody who directed Dumb and Dumber should, <laughs> should deserve to win uh, Best Picture. But I mean, uh, Peter Farrelly, who also mm. did uh, There's Something About Mary, mm. um, he was nominated this time around. He was nominated for Golden Globe, but he was nominated for Best right, Director, right. which which I thought was surprised. But I, I similar think on that. But because and I, it's a fascinating topic. It's a real life story. You got two great actors. It could be a surprise. I mean, uh, well, and uh, Romo, I agree with you. Even though it's a movie few people have seen, it looks like that might be the movie to beat. Uh, uh, and as we all know, it's been a good year for rock and roll. Bohemian Rhapsody could be a big winner. It could come home with uh, Best Picture. Uh, and uh, I would add, personally, if I was voting, I would give it to Star is Born. But uh, I thought it was the best of the four versions of uh, that movie that's been made. And I thought the acting was great. I thought uh, Bradley was dynamite. And I think it uh, also taps into that old Hollywood, which we haven't seen a lot because <laughs> it has been a movie made so many times. We've uh, before that one, I thought the best one was the Judy Garland James Mason Mason version, the Barbra Streisand version. I'm not a big fan of, so uh, it'd be interesting to see what happens with that. And you know, it might repeat. Uh, and as we both know, Streisand did win for Evergreen that year. Uh, which she wrote with Paul Williams. So there might be some duplication there. And Hollywood, and although old Hollywood always loves patting themselves on the back. So we'll see what happens there. So what's our next court category, Richard? Well, uh, best director, I think we can quickly um, dispense with this one. I mean, the nominees are Spike Lee for Black Klansman. Paul Pawlowski for Cold War. <laughs> Some of these uh, names I'm, I'm not, yeah. not going to pronounce well or correctly. Yorgos Lanthimos for The Favorite, Alfonso Cuaron for Roma, and Adam McKay for Vice. So I think the clear winner here is um, is 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 Roma again, the, the director of Roma. And, and, as, and as you said again, he he won for Gravity. Yes. And uh, 2013, making him the first Latino Mexican director. Not that that makes a difference, but he, he is a great director. Once again, a movie few people have seen, but he is an artist, and we do have a lot of artists in here. I mean, uh, uh, the uh, Powell there, I'm, I'm not going to butcher you, Paolo Kowski uh, for Cold War, he, he's, uh, he won for Best Foreign Language Film uh, in 2014. And uh, he won the Cannes Film Festival uh, Director Award for a Cold War, a movie that I, I'm, I'm amazed, I would think very few people have seen in the Worcester area yet. Um, and, uh, I mean, I think the big thing on uh, that category is that no Bradley Cooper, and as we mentioned earlier, no Peter Farrelly for a gr uh, Green Book. Any thoughts on that, Richard? Well, um, if you nominate eight films for best picture and you've got five directors and the a maximum of five that you right. can have in the best director category then then something's going to have to give um so um um i mean it'd be interesting uh, to see if the guy who directed cold war <laughs> because he certainly knocked out one of those people yeah 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 
Yeah, but I think, as I said, I think it. I think that's a done deal. I think. Uh, yeah. I think. I think Roma's going to get that one. Um, so now, now, best actor we have Christian Bale for Vice, Bradley Cooper for A Star Is Born, William Dafoe for At Eternity's, At Eternity's Gate, which I must acknowledge I have no <laughs> know nothing at all about. Um, uh, Rami Malek for Bohemian Rhapsody. And Viggo Mortensen for Green Book. And I would, uh, from what I read, Christian Bale is a favorite for Vice, but I wouldn't be at all surprised if Rami Malek won for Bohemian Rhapsody. Right. I, as I see it, Richard, this is the most difficult category to call. I mean, Christian Bale, he's uncanny. It's Dick Cheney. But who wants to give an award to a guy playing Dick Cheney? I mean, that's, uh, I mean, uh, like, uh, commission, I mean, Christian Bale, probably best known for Batman, uh, but he is an Academy Award winner, as we both know, from The Fighter, and he's been mo- uh, nominated multiple times. Probably is still best known to people as the latest Batman, or not the latest one, we got Ben Affleck now, but the one of the better Batmans. And he delivers another great chameleon-like performance as Dick Cheney. And like Commissioner Gordon, a.k.a. Gary Ullman, one of the men from your native country, uh, Oscar-winning portrayal Winston Churchill last year in Darkest Hour, you don't feel like you're watching an actor. You feel like you're watching the real thing. And, uh, I mean, he's definitely a favorite. It's a great performance, but... uh, uh, you got to give something uh, uh, to Mr. Robert Rami Malek. He was uncanny as Freddie Mercury. Yeah, yeah. I was. mean, the height was off, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but uh, he he caught he he captured it, and uh, so I think it's going to be an, uh, uh, a fight between them. Bradley Cooper, once again, I said uh, I thought he uh, you know it was such an understated performance that I think. Um, he probably won't win, but uh, it, it was a good enough performance. William Defoe, as you mentioned, who uh, has been—it's been more than thirty years since uh, Defoe's first Academy Award nomination in Platoon, and as uh, he was also nominated for Shadow of the Vampire in two thousand, and probably should have won for that. He was great in that, and the Florida Project two years ago, and uh, Defoe, uh, like Kurt Douglas did in Fifty Six: Lust for Life plays Vincent Van Gogh, and he nails it. In another year, he would be a serious contender, but not this year. I mean, <laughs> if you've been on uh, Defoe on this one, you're throwing your money away. And uh, Viggo Mortensen might be a surprise, people. I, I, I have a feel for some reason, I feel Green Book is going to pick a momentum. And uh, Viggo Mortensen is a great actor. And he's been nominated uh, twice already, Eastern Promises and uh, Captain Fantastic two years ago. He might pull an upset, but I still agree. Uh, gee, it's a hard one to pick. Uh, it's uh, Do you pick Freddie Mercury or Dick Cheney? <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, I mean, Christian Bale is certainly a great actor. And something to bear in mind is that Hollywood seems to love it when an actor goes through a physical transformation. Right. Um uh, there have been all sorts of winners over the years um, who, who, who've had such roles. Uh, so maybe that's enough. But um, Before if- you continue, uh, on, uh, Richard, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. Uh, did you see him at the Golden Globes uh, when uh, Christian Bale won his uh, award? Yeah, yeah. I know you're British, 
and which is great. <laughs> what kind of accent does what kind of British accent does he have? He had a really tough accent to uh Yeah, it's not an accent I recognize. <laughs> uh, from my part of England anyway. Yeah, well, it didn't it, uh, not to be uh put in a social class under this. It did not seem like a classy accent. <laughs> I know. Maybe he didn't go to Eton. <laughs> anyway, um, so let's take a look at uh, Best Actress. And uh, here we have uh, Yulitsa Apericio for Roma, Glenn Close for The Wife, Olivier Col Olivier Coleman, Olivia Coleman, I should say, for The Favorite, Lady Gaga for A Star Is Born, and Melissa McCarthy. For can you ever forgive me? Now again, uh, reading the tea leaves and the award and the previous awards, Glenn Close has emerged as um, uh, the favorite uh, for the wife. Um, and I, the wife, is an interesting film. It loads the dice very, very oh, heavily. Um, in fact, the premise could have made for a good. Comedy, really, um, um, and and the ending is very melodramatic. But there's no doubt that uh, Glenn Close is a great actress. She's very good in The Wife. Um, she's come close, so to speak, to uh, winning Best Actress before, but has never, never, never won it. So this this might well be her year. Uh, yeah, I agree with you on this, uh, Richard. And uh, for a moment, let's cut to the chase. To me, it's a neck-and-neck -neck race between veteran actress Glenn Close for The Wife and Lady Gaga making her screen debut in A Star is Born. As, we as you mentioned, Close has been nominated seven times and yet to win. She was, in my opinion, she was robbed in 82 when she was nominated for her first film, The World According to Gap, losing to Jessica Lange in Tootsie, one of her one Lange great actress, not her best performance. She was also nominated in The Big Chill and lost to Linda Hunt. I don't argue with that one. She was nominated in Natural and lost to Peggy Ascroft in A Passage to India, which I don't remember Peggy Ascroft's performance in that, so I don't have an opinion on that one. But And probably the role that people, st uh, people uh, still remember, Fatal Attraction which changed dating habits to a lot of people. But she lost to our wonderful Cher in Moonstroke. Struck. She's 71 years old and has never given a bad performance in her career. So this could be a year. And she already did win the Golden Globe, which was a surprise. I think the only one standing between her and elusive Oscar gold is Gaga. And what I'm actually hoping for is a tie. How cool would it be if we had a tie between Glenn Close and Lady Gaga on the 50th anniversary of the Academy Awards having a tie for Best Actress category when Katherine Hepburn and Barbara Streisand for her film debut in Funny Girl tied? Even cooler if Babs herself gave the award, but most likely it's going to be Gary Oldman who won Best Actor Award last year. As for the other people... Uh, Roma, uh, uh, first film for uh, Yalitza Aprikiso. <laughs> I probably butchered that. But uh, once again, I haven't seen that. Uh, Olivia Coleman, uh, a favorite in uh, Brennan uh, for the favorite. Uh, I don't think she's going to win here. Melissa McCarthy is an interesting thing. 
What a strange year for Melissa McCarthy. First, she started starred in arguably the worst movie of the year, The Happy Time Murders, which she uh, is nominated for Golden Raspberry Award for Worst Actress. <laughs> and then she came up with this gem of a performance in Can You Ever Forgive Me, which I originally thought was her apology for The Happy Time Murders. <laughs> Great performance, but I don't think she's going to win. Uh, I think uh, it's going to be between Glenn Close and uh, Gaga, and it would be great to see a tie. I think one to look out for for an upset might be Olivia Olivia Coleman for the favorites. Um, we've been discounting the favorite eighteenth you know, century English costume drama. Um, I hate to say it for people who um, like some of the more salacious details about the movie, but it's not particularly historically accurate. <laughs> but um, but Olivia Coleman um, has, has been praised for her um, uh, her, her selfish blubbering Queen Anne, and uh, <laughs> and, uh, and um, could emerge perhaps. Um, Although uh, I would still go with uh, Glenn, Glenn Close. So now we have a uh, best supporting actor. We have Mahar Shala Ali for The Green Book, Adam Driver for Black Klansman, Sam Elliott for A Star is Born, Richard E. Grant for Can You Ever Forgive Me, and Sam Rockwell for Vice. And. I would say that this one's pretty much a lock for Ali for Green Book. I agree with you 100% on that. Uh, Adam Driver, um, for uh, just a, uh, a disclaimer for their Black's Klansman, is not a standalone Star Wars movie about the origin of Kylo Ren, but it's Mike Lee's return to form. Adam Driver is a, a great actor. He might have Academy Award down the line. He doesn't have a chance here. Sam Elliott. Uh, who made his uh, first credited debut in a movie. He made a movie before it. Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid is great in The Star is Born. He might go home with two prime stakes for himself and his wife, Catherine Ross, but I don't see him going home with Oscar Gold. Richard E. Grant, who I've been a fan of uh, since 87's With Nail and an Eye, and it was a pleasant surprise that he was nominated for Can You Ever Forgive Me? And he has a top-secret role in Star Wars Episode Nine. But I don't want to be a salacious crumb, but Ulysses S. Grant has more of a chance of winning an Oscar on February 24th than Richard E. Grant, and he's not even nominated. And Sam Walkwell, he just won the same award last year for three billboards outside Ebon, Missouri. He's not going to join the exclusive back-to-back Oscar win club playing George W. Bush and Vice. And Ali, who won the Golden Globe, as you remember, he won the Academy Award for Best Born Actor two years ago in Moonlight. Is a show in? Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, and similarly, well, let's similarly we have a lock, I think, for Best Supporting Actress. But let's just run down the list: Amy Adams for Vice, Marina de Tavira for Roma, Regina King for If Bill Street Could Talk, Emma Stone for The Favorite. And Rachel Weiss for the favorite. Well, I mean, first off, to, to have two actresses from the same film uh, in the same category, it dooms them both. Absolutely. But, um, 
But um, all indications are that Regina King, if Bill Street could talk, is, is going gonna, is gonna to win hands down. Yeah, I agree. Once again, we agree. Amy Adams and Vice, which she plays Dick Cheney's wife, who I want to know what who, who Dick Cheney's wife is from a hole in a wall. <laughs> so she might have. Uh, but she's been nominated six times, and despite, despite being a lousy Lois Lane in the new Superman Jessica League's movies, she's a great actress. I think she could have won for uh, American Hustle, which was from the Worcester, but she lost to Kate Blanchett that year in Blue Jasmine. She was nominated for Best Supporting Actress in The Fighter in 2010, but lost to co-star Melissa Leo, who deserved it, also in The Fighter. And she's been on, but she's uh, going to lose again. <laughs> uh, Marina de Traviera. Uh, She's an odd uh, situation from Roma, despite despite not being nominated as either the Golden Globes, the Critics' Choice, or the SAG Awards. She's been nominated for Roma, and the key word here is nominated. Unless it becomes Roma's night, the Mexican board actress doesn't have a chance. And Emma Stone and Rachel Wise, as you mentioned, both nominated for favorite. Emma already won Academy Award for Best Actress for La La Land. And despite being in the Mummy franchise with Brandon Fraser, Weiss already won a supporting actor for The Constant Gardener and is married to James Bond. So <laughs> being nominated in the same movie, as you already said, Richard, pretty much going to cancel out each other. And Regina King. Uh, if Bale Street could talk, they would be talking Oscar Gold for King. Yes. And uh, I think, wow, look at that. We went through the six major awards. The show is on uh, February 24th. Uh, it's the 91st Academy Awards. No no host this year, so um, that, that might be a good thing, actually. Yeah, what do, you, what do you think of that? I mean, well, it might be worth a shot to see how it goes without a host. I, I, I'm actually looking forward to this because there's been too much emphasis on the hosts, uh, the last 10 or 20 years, yeah, and uh, a lot have been subpar. I mean, yeah, they, yeah. they drag it down. I mean, besides, uh, I mean, I know we began quasi-political uh, in the, the movie, uh, in the, the performance, but let's get back to, it's about the movies. Yeah. Let's talk, let's celebrate movies. Let's, you know, I mean, I don't mind the big dance numbers or the big uh, having a, well, I don't know if we need to hear all five songs uh, like we always do, but let's let's make it about the movies. And who knows, this might be a blessing this disguise. Although you and I probably could have hosted it and uh, did a good job. Well, we we would we would have done. Yeah, we sh- <laughs> we, sh- we should have been co-host. Well, that's, that's something to think about. That would have been good. Yeah. yeah, and we could have dressed up as our favorite um, performer in a movie yeah. or something. So uh, you have been listening to Worcester Culture Watch. I hope you enjoyed it this week. Uh, for more, read our arts and entertainment coverage in the Worcester Telegram and Gazette and online at telegram.com. Unity Radio broadcasts on 102.9 FM in Worcester and streams online at unityradio.org. As always, our music was composed by DJ Manipulator. Thanks and see you at the movies.
just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.